Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Where you at? I am Dan Day on social media at Dan Day Radio, because that's what I do. I'm Dan Day all day, and I'm on the radio. Thank you so much for listening, even if you're not listening on the radio. Maybe you're podcasting, maybe you're listening on the radio.com app, your phone, who knows? That's your business, but thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Going to make it worth your while on the way. Joe Rose Show, talking to the coach. You know who I'm talking about, Manny Diaz. A lot going on with the Hurricanes this offseason. Then we got Greeny and my guy, Big Swagoo. He and I played against each other in high school. No, I'm 130 pounds and 5'10". We did not play football against each other. We played basketball against each other. Telling you, Swagoo could play some basketball, too. He would have gone on scholarship for basketball, but he was a better football player. If you can even believe that, of course, he made it to the pros. He played at LSU, played for the Cowboys. Now he's a great broadcaster. He and I took some mass comm classes together at LSU, too. I'm telling you, man, Marcus Spears and I are like peas in a pod, sort of. Let's get to some headlines. The NFL Conference Finals are set. Sunday, the Chiefs will face the Bills, while the Bucks and Packers will square off. The Heat-Pistons game today has been rescheduled from 3 o'clock to 8 o'clock. No reason for the rescheduling has been given. Behind Isaiah Wong's 30 points, the Canes basketball team upset number 16 Louisville Saturday 78-72. They look to continue their winning ways tomorrow against Syracuse at 7. Following the signing of Cuban teenage prospect Yidi Capi, Baseball America has named Marlins pitcher Sixto Sanchez the number 6 prospect in Major League Baseball. The season begins April 1st. Inter-Miami has named Phil Neville coach and former Seattle executive Chris Henderson chief soccer officer sporting director. Neville and David Beckham were teammates in the Premier League. The Panthers successfully opened their season yesterday, defeating Chicago 5-2. The two play again tomorrow at 7. Devontae Smith will play in this year's Senior Bowl. Several mock drafts have the Alabama receiver going number three overall to Miami, and some of the Dolphins' staff will coach at the Senior Bowl. In the rejuvenated Florida-Georgia High School All-Star football game, Georgia defeated Florida 26-10. And now, oh yeah, take a deep breath, relax, and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> A Denver area dog that was in a car when it was stolen has been returned some two weeks later to its owner. Yeah, I can't blame the thief. Who wants all that responsibility? You can now buy Lizzie Borden's former home house, which was the site of a brutal axe murder 
for $2 million. Man, you have to be one rich, sadistic fool to want to buy that place. A man has refused to sign his son's birth certificate after the mother named the child after one of her ex-boyfriends. Uh-oh, someone checked the paternity of that child. Several bins of ice cream have tested positive for COVID-19 in China. Man, this pandemic knows no bounds. To the Exergen Weather Center, tonight's forecast partly cloudy with temperatures in the high 60s. Got to get high on your supply of Manny Diaz. He is talking with the Joe Rose Show this morning. They got into it about the coaching changes, the transfer portal, recruiting, coming back and running it back. A lot of players want to return to the U and can't blame them. Coral Gable's a magical place. And also, they just talked football with the man, Manny Diaz. Diaz. Coach Manny Diaz from Miami Hurricanes joins us right now. Got a lot of stuff to get to. I know he's been busy, but Manny, as we say good morning to you, did you get a chance to watch the Chiefs and the Browns at the end of the game? Yeah, I had a chance to watch all the games. It was some, some good stuff. I always love to ask you because you've been, you've been in these situations, fourth and one, midfield, backup quarterback in. Uh, I think we all thought maybe – they were going to try to jump them, try to get him to jump off sides and then punt the ball because the Browns had burned their timeouts and he ends up throwing a quick pass to the outside. How many coaches do you think have the you know what's to try that one, Manny? Yeah, the the, the play call was was definitely uh, daring to say the least. But <laughs> but as I said, you know, again, if you if you follow the if you, if you treat the game like like blackjack strategy wise, you follow all the strategy. Fourth and one is almost always a go uh, there because you get a chance to win the game and if, when you don't have the football. Uh, weird things can happen. Remember, we talk about the Dolphins and Raiders sometimes. Uh, you know, hey, should have happened. All of a sudden, the guy slips in coverage. So uh, there's, there's reason why they're the champs. Well, listen, it was uh, it was. You're right about the games. They were crazy. Manny, you've been busy. Uh, a lot of coaching changes, including what you're going to be doing, taking over the play calling from uh, Blake Baker. Uh, help me out on on uh, your thoughts on that decision to do that. I was a little surprised. When we when we don't play defense to the standard of, of, of what we expect at Miami, it, it's it's not so much about just the play calling in particular as if, you know, that there's a, you know, a, a special secret to that. It's just about accountability and accountability goes right to me uh, for us to play great defense at UM. By putting myself in that role, what we are able to do as a staff is that we can put the accountability then on the players because now with the head coach calling the show on defense there's there's you know there's nowhere to hide now you know for our team and just and just reestablishing the standard the way we do things the way we do anything on that side of the ball and um, and I just felt that's what we needed you know I'm, I'm excited I'm excited for the challenge coach let me ask you Demarcus Van Dyke takes over as a cornerback goes from the recruiting side of business to uh, teaching what was behind that that decision DVD has been you know he's been in our defensive room he understands our our corner play been in our building, you know, has done a phenomenal job while working in our recruiting department. And, uh, and you know, and really that's a lot what it came down to is, you know, we just, we felt like our recruiting presence needed a boost. And what he can do on the field is, is, is what we want. And, and so, you know, be able to, being able to bring DVD along is, um, is I know it's great for him. And I think it'll be great for our program. You got a, a Jess Simpson back uh, for a second time after some time in the NFL. Was that first choice right away? what you were thinking well Jeff did a phenomenal job uh when he was here the first time and really you know our, our front play our defensive line play and especially the way we played the run was just phenomenal that year and um and that was obviously something that was that was lacking for us a year ago not that it's just all about front play but um so yeah I mean I mean just is he's so detailed he, he brings NFL experience um great guy to work for and and then I, it, it also I'm a lot you know with me getting more involved in defense being able to have Todd Stroud 
back in in a, in a, in a advisory role to me to help out with you know whether it's you know what's going on in the in the training room and the weight room academics just all the places where the head coach really gets stretched thin you know especially with my role on defense increasing it's great to have a guy that that I've got absolute trust in like Todd that can that can assist me on those type matters you had a lot of guys opt in here uh and some of the names I was like wow this is great some I I I wonder like how this all takes place because I wonder about and I'm always concerned about development of younger guys, seeing all these guys come back for another year. Uh, then all of a sudden they're going, how do I fit into the, the picture? How do you handle that, by the way, that part of it? Well, first of all, it's a great thing because players are staying. And they've, they've chosen to stay. Number one, let's not forget about education. You know, they, they've got a chance to finish their degree if they haven't done that yet. And they have a chance to get themselves better. And then the third thing, more than anything, is they, they want to play for one another and with one another. And, you know, I don't ever see anything like it. I mean, we, we basically have our entire football team, with the exception, I think, of maybe four or five guys that are going to bring it back uh, for this year. And, and that's special. And, and, and for the way that we ended our season with, with two difficult losses, where it'd be much easier for guys to say, Hey, I'm out of here. I, I, you know, again, coaches say all the time they've got this, they got that, or whatever. I mean, that that's pretty much proof positive that we have a chance to run it back with this team we had a year ago, plus our recruiting class, plus a couple of these these transfers we've gotten in. I'm pretty fired up. I'm I'm, I'm just fired up, not in terms of oh man, we should be able to do this, do that, whatever. I'm fired up because people are choosing Miami, and for a while they hadn't been choosing Miami. We got great recruiting class. We got some big time transfers. We've got the guys on our campus that say, "I want to be a part of this," and uh, and that's exciting. Coach, help me out on the transfer portal. I see Tyreek Stevenson, who is a great player coming out of high school, comes back to play cornerback for you. DeAndre Johnson, uh, defensive end from Tennessee, and of course Charleston Rambo, one of the coolest names in college football, is a wide receiver. Transfers from Oklahoma. How this all play out? I- I'm always curious. Is it need? Is it guys call you? Can you can you give us some of the insight on that? Well, it's certainly need. You know, like you know, in Rambo's uh, instance, we we felt like we had to have um, a receiver that could really blow the top off of the coverage and help us vertically. You know, we were you know as we talked about during the season, we were we were hit and miss, and when we were hit, we were hard to stop on offense. But a little bit too inconsistent down the field with with the deep ball, and we thought he's a guy that could really you know blow the top off of the coverage. And and then and the same thing with the, you know with the, the additions we had on defense. Obviously, losing the two defensive ends we did a year ago, uh, we felt like we needed an older guy to come challenge our young ones that we think are going to be really good. With Tyreek in the secondary, I mean, we just we needed help um, there. We needed more competition at corner. We we our numbers were below where they should have been. So to be able to add a guy, so really what we do is we have an idea of need, and then you just you know you you it's like fishing, man. You you, you troll the portal. You just you know you, you set your bait out and you, and you troll it, and, and you see who who jumps in, and you find out all of a sudden, hey. This name's in the portal. That's when you're allowed to reach out. You contact them. You make the contact. You find out there's an interest, and that's really how it goes. Yeah, this uh, this thing's really, really interesting. I was talking to Larry Bluestein the other day, and he said uh, we were talking about best player in South Florida. He said Leonard Taylor right off the bat. Leonard Taylor, unbelievable. Uh, you expect some, some of the young guys still? I mean, it's a big jump. I understand that from playing high school to, to think. Could you see him being part of that defensive line year one, maybe in some other guys as well? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope. I mean, I hope the, the entire freshman class comes to compete. 
Uh, we want to play our best players. We want to give those guys a chance. And the ones that will have an opportunity, like we believe Leonard will, to be here mid-year, that's so crucial. And that's what we lost out on a year ago. You know, remember last year we had about 12 to 13, 14 guys that were mid-year, and they got four days of spring practice, and that was it. So, you know, it's hard It's hard to, you know, it, it's same thing happened in the NFL because they took away OTAs last year because of coronavirus. It's hard to really get your young guys prepared when you don't have that extra practice time in the summer. So, yes, I mean, we, we want those guys to come in. But also what we finally have got going on at Miami is that we have an older team with older right. guys that can teach the young guys, here's how you work, here's how you practice, here's how you watch film, here's how you do anything. It's been a while since we've had that, and I'm excited for those guys to pass along just the how-to. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, getting both your defensive tackles back, a lot of those offensive linemen uh, another year. Um, it, I've always, always talked to college coaches about this, that jump from 21 to 22 or just physically. That's a big year for guys physically, the big guys especially, that have got a lot of experience to really shine. Do you agree with that? I do, and and, um, and really a major point of emphasis for us this spring is going to be our off-season program in terms of another thing when we you know analyzed ourselves a year ago because of the, the pandemic and the lockdown and spending three months away from each other really stuck a dent in our in our off-season training. And so these guys, when we come back, we're we're, we're going to spend a lot of time eating iron in the weight room, and, and we need it. And uh, and like you say, those guys have a chance to to really develop themselves. Uh, and play like grown men because obviously we'll we'll need to. I I do just getting back to this. So so with all these guys coming back and gosh, I mean you got Williams coming back for his seventh year at tackle. Said I want to be part of this. This is what the NCAA is going to do. I want to come back and and be part of it. Is great. Do you worry? And and how do the young guys that that thought like man, I thought this is going to be my chance to play. Now all these guys come back. What do you tell those guys, coaches? It open well, competition or help me out. Oh, yeah. First of all, everything is still an open competition. Um, and we were so thin at so many spots a year ago anyway. Remember, I mean, we would travel to games with seven offensive linemen or in the secondary, we'd have four corners. I mean, I mean, it was ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, when we come back, everything this spring, I mean, it's all wide open. Uh, we we want to see guys compete. We want to see, um, you know, we always say what you did last year has no bearing on what you'll do this year. Um, but also it gives us a chance to be a deeper football team, which is what we really want. We really want to be able to roll people, especially with the tempo we're playing at, play more than just 22 starters. So, uh, so we, we're going to have a big old competition. Uh, I'm excited because it's something we have not had because we've been so thin uh, so often. Uh, is the uh, expectation of De'Ara King still on, on – uh, should be back for the start of the season? Is that what doctors are telling you? Yeah, his, his rehab, you know, you know the way he attacks that, it's like he attacks anything. He's, he's, uh, he's doing a great job, and, you know, barring setbacks, that's, that's, that, is, that is the plan. How hard has it been having I, – I know you talked about having all the experience and all these guys coming back, which, which uh, I completely understand. Man, the numbers, though. Does this go back to normal after this year, or is this always – how's that work? That is a phenomenal question, Joe. <laughs> and uh, everybody's a little bit trying to figure that out. Uh, because obviously the NCAA made the rule to give everybody an extra year, and and uh, no one's really had the guidance of of what that means for scholarship numbers down the road. You know, do you always have a class of you know this term that's just invented super seniors, and do your super <laughs> seniors never do they do they yeah. never count on your eighty five or 
all of a sudden from an accounting standpoint, do we have to get right back down below the number? That that is a like most things, there is a law of unintended consequences, and that that, that is not yet uh, that has not yet come down the, uh, the the hill yet to find out exactly what the ruling is. But but I will tell I I completely get coach. All these guys opting back in. I mean, it was like seemed like two or three names every day were coming back. Your two defensive tackles decide they're both coming back, which by the way I think is huge development of those two. In the middle, uh, having Silvera and Ford come back is is a really big addition. And then all of a sudden, your secondary. Somebody had shown we we're talking about all the guys from Bolden and Hall and Carter to all the guys on the outside. My God, uh, all of a sudden, adding the piece of Tyreek Stevenson, the depth of both. All of a sudden, I feel a lot better about your secondary after I thought so many guys were going to be leaving. Did that surprise you a little bit? You know, in the month of December, uh, a lot of the guys were we're talking about wanting to come back and, and, and that, you know, that's why, again, Derek is such a humongous leader on this team, you know, cause he's the one that sent, went out there publicly first and, and, and said it, but the, you could tell that that was the whisper in the locker room, but you still never really know, um, you know, and then obviously the, the, the heartbreaking finish to the bowl game and you just don't know. And then we're, we're apart. We still haven't been around our team. Um, you know, we don't start school for another week. And so you don't really know how it's going to play out. Um, and it's been one of those things we've talked about it before. It's been, you know, one of those things that's kind of haunted Miami, right? Guys leaving and yep. should they, and can they improve their draft status and whatever. And, and so again, the fact that they have chosen to come back, the fact that they all want to be back and uh, they all want to do it together and, and, and they're coming back individually. They can help themselves. Guys are aware of some of the things that they want that they need to help for the NFL, but they're coming back because they want to win. You know, I mean, that that goes back to what Derek told me, you know, the day he, he was, you know, made his mind up. He said, Coach, I, I just want to win. And they all want to win. They just want to win. And now, well, everybody wants to win. What that means is you're going to have an old football team that knows January to August what it takes to win. And, and you know, our, and our, our work ethic has to match our, our expectations. And that's what's going to be fun about this offseason. Uh, do you have any more scholarships? Do you expect to keep this transfer portal uh, for anything else? Or the three, is that pretty much going to be it? It's it for now. It depends on what happens with um, you know again if if they add to initial qualifiers or I'm sorry yeah the initial uh, scholarships um, there could be a ruling on that. It may or may not happen. So we'll we'll just we'll sort of hang tight and and uh, and see what how it plays out. Coach, thank you, man. I really appreciate you finding time with uh, with all this news and uh, all the stuff that's going on, man. You've been busy. You get, you gonna take a little vacation in there at some point, or you can't. Hey, where, where would we go? We live in Miami in, in January. We're already we're already in the best we're already in the best place you yeah, can be. That's true. Not really hopping on an air not really hopping on an airplane right now, Joe. I, I got you. No, I, I just it's funny. I was just telling the wife. I said we gotta go somewhere. She goes keys. I go let's do it. All right, that sounds yeah. good. Manny, thank you. I appreciate you coming on this morning. Okay, Joe, have a great day. That's the man right there, Manny Diaz says why vacation? We live in South Florida. I'm feeling that. I have not left South Florida in about a year and a half. COVID nineteen had something to do with that. That's okay though. Earlier today, I actually called and booked a trip to Asheville, North Carolina. I've heard it's nothing but good food, good music, good culture, scenic views, and breweries left and right. Main reason I'm going, the breweries that are left and right. But I'm not going until like October, so plenty of time for us to hang out. And we're going to be hanging out in just a minute with Greeny. That's right, Mike Greenberg talking to my cousin, as we say in South Louisiana, although we're really not cousins. Pretty obvious. Marcus Spears about some football here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running it back on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Playing back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, social media at Dan Day Radio. Hit me up. Greeny, you can hear Mike Greenberg 
doing his thing right here on 560 The Joe. Weekdays from 10 to noon, he is talking to a fellow Louisianian. That's right, Marcus Spears. They're talking about playoff playmakers, Drew Breesus, and Deshaun Watson. I've said repeatedly today that the most important thing you can do for a young quarterback, the most important way you can put the finishing touch on your football team is by going out and getting a receiver. Look what Stefan Diggs has done to, Baltimore, uh, to Buffalo. Look what DeAndre Hopkins meant in Arizona. So we looked over. Here's the list of some of the unrestricted wide receivers. And you know what? I'm told Marcus Spears is ready to go. The big fella joining me on the Goodyear hotline. Let me bring him into the conversation on that, that thought. Hello, Swagoo. Gee, what's up, my brother? Well, you tell me. So I'm going to give you just a throw a couple of names at you. I've been sitting here all morning saying that the difference, the biggest difference to me between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen is that the Buffalo Bills went out and got Stefan Diggs and the Ravens didn't. And I think that was the difference in their development and the difference in that game the other night. So as I look at the list of unrestricted free agent wide receivers this year, you tell me, is there a guy who can make that kind of difference? Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay. I'll throw in the names Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, and Corey Davis, who are also among the unrestricted free agents. Is there a guy on that list that says to you, yes, go get that guy and he can have that kind of transformational impact on your team? I think it's Allen Roberts would allow you immediately to slide Marquise Brown to the two. The number two wide receiver, you can get creative there. Allen can win one-on-one, 50, 50 balls. And he's already been a one, right? Like, he's already been in that in that mode. And it's a difference, G. Like, the, the football difference is the fact that Lamar can do so much and be creative that your number one wide receiver more than likely will have more – chances to get open and more time to get open from from that standpoint so it makes sense and we saw obviously the difference not only in the fact that Stefan Diggs is there uh, with Josh Allen but we saw the difference in philosophy we saw the difference in the ability to do more to be a transformative team and play the style that you need to play in order to win a game Yesterday showed up for the Ravens, and it kind of reignited a lot of the conversation that I was having. And look, by no means, you know, we, we talked about this early in the season. By no means was I with taking the run game away from Lamar Jackson and the Ravens not being dominant, a dominant run team. But I knew at some point during the season, G, just like it's taught us since we've been watching football, you're going to have to push the ball downfield effectively. They just haven't, they don't have the guys to do it, and they don't have the philosophy and scheme to do it. And that was what I was screaming, evolve the passing game. That don't mean get away from your staple and your foundation, but it has to evolve because in games like that, when you see Buffalo stacking the box with eight, nine, ten guys down at the line of scrimmage, you need to have number one, Allen Robinson, or i.e. a number one wide receiver, that's isolated out there against a cornerback that can win. And Lamar has the confidence in that. So it's a lot of things that need to transpire, but you are definitely right. They need a one. Allen Robinson fits that mold better than any other guys you mentioned. I think Chris Godwin could be a one, but the fact that he's always had Mike Evans and now he has all of that talent around him, that would be a wait and see. You look at his skill set and you say, yeah, he could potentially be a one. He has some drops this year. 
But Allen Robinson, there's no doubt to me that he could be a one. Right, so let's see if it's the Ravens or any other team that might be out there looking for a receiver to put them over the top. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. As you listen to Marcus's unmistakable voice, that accent, that's a Louisiana accent. You were a kid from Baton Rouge, and um, you played at LSU. And so I wonder if you can help for people across the country who may not understand. Put into words, if we did indeed see the last of Drew Brees yesterday, what he meant yeah. to that city, to that region of the country, what 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 his, his career, it, it feels to me, goes far beyond what he accomplished on the football field. I wonder if you can put that into words for us. Gee, first of all, look, like you said, I grew up in Baton Rouge. And, you know, Drew Brees getting into his career, his individual statistics, the things that he's done, all well documented. We know how tremendous of a football player and quarterback he was. But I remember growing up when people used to wear brown paper bags over their head when they went to Saints games. Mm-hmm. I remember the New Orleans Saints being the laughing stock. I remember the New Orleans Saints being in conversations that the LSU football team could beat the New Orleans Saints. And then they got Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and they start to put together tre- uh, tremendous teams. They start to build a philosophy, and they start to do things like a world-class organization would do to put their guys in position to win. But then they had this quarterback, Drew Brees, who had been kind of thrown to the wolves because of a shoulder issue and didn't know if he was going to be healthy. They took a chance on him. He took a chance on the Saints in that city that they would get things right. And then you directly go back to Hurricane Katrina when he was there as the starting quarterback and all he did for the community and, and the people in New Orleans and being a part of that, that, that community, not only the revival of, of New Orleans, but ushering in kind of this new idea of what the New Orleans Saints would be and how we how people would view them, and not to mention winning the Super Bowl as well. So um, Drew, has been, Drew has done more for New Orleans from a, from a sports figure than anybody that's ever played. And I know Archie played quarterback there, and I know there's been some tremendous guys there, Pat Swillen, that have done amazing things in the city. But none will be remembered like Drew Brees. Drew Brees' statue needs to go up in front of the the Mercedes-Benz Dome, Superdome, as I know it. They need to make sure he's always a part of the thread and the fabric of what they do going forward with the New Orleans Saints. Like, he ushered in an era in football of a franchise that was in the abyss, that had no identity, that didn't look at themselves as champions. And he and Sean Payton created a whole different vibe in New Orleans. And now you see New Orleans jerseys all over the place. And you see it's a brand name now. And you see Drew Brees being there in the nine jerseys. His remnants of the the the, the work he's done out, off the football field will last uh, for a lifetime. So if, if right now we're going to start talking about young quarterbacks in the draft and we're going to talk about guys like Deshaun Watson going to a city and doing all, all of these storylines that we're going to have, when, when a franchise commits to a quarterback, when they pay a guy like, like the New Orleans Saints that paid Drew Brees, when you look at his career in totality with him being in New Orleans, that is the model of what you want your franchise quarterback to be. Not just winning games, winning playoff games, bringing a Super Bowl title, but also the impact in, on the community. It reaching far beyond the football field. So nothing but good things should be remembered about Drew Brees' tenure in New Orleans. Even, even more so the work that he did off the field and obviously his, his Hall of Fame, elite, top 10 all-time career at the position.
Well said. I agree with it completely. I, I was down there. I remember being there. In the wake of Katrina, when the, the Arena Football yeah. League played their their championship game there, Mike and I went down and did that game. It was before the NFL had come back, and I remember what the city looked like, and I remember what it felt like, and then we were there again for mm-hmm. that first game back, that first Monday night game. They have the Steve Gleason statue. That was the night of the block punt, and, ev- and everything changed. It felt like the oh. entire franchise changed in that night, and Breeze was the most important piece of it. Absolutely. And, gee, that was a proud moment for everybody from Louisiana. Right. That was more than football. And like you said, Gleason and knowing his situation and condition way, how they remembered him time and time again. Look, Drew Brees is the New Orleans Saints now. Like that 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 is a connection that'll never change because of all of the things that transpired in that city that he was there to help heal and be a part of along with what he did on the football field. And, gee, it's super unfortunate. Like, I I can't talk all of this glowing stuff about Drew Brees and not realize how unfortunate the last four years of him trying to go win the Super Bowl has been. The way in the fashion that they lost, the Kyle Rudolph touchdown, the obvious pass interference that was missed, the miracle by Stephon Diggs in Minnesota, and now you, Tom Brady, you beat him twice in your in potentially your final season, and then you know that you got to play him a third time, and you got to play a team a third time, which is very hard to win against a team you play that much, and it's, it's, potentially his career ends that way. It's unfortunate. Would have loved to see him go to another Super Bowl, have an opportunity to win, and put the Saints at a top again. But at the same time, man, the bulk of his career is going to be great memories, and he's a Super Bowl champion. It don't matter how many you got. They all hard as hell to get. Marcus Spears with me here on ESPN Radio. It's really well said. Two more things, big fella, with running along here. Um, let's start with Mahomes. Um, if he can't play, does Kansas City have any chance to beat Buffalo? I don't think so. I don't think so, G. I, I just it's hard for me to believe that Chad Henney will be able to generate enough offense to sign me what Buffalo has the potential to do. And, the, and and for me, it would be more about the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Spags did a tremendous job. Listen, people up in arms about running the football as uh, Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns not running it, handing it all. But I talked about it all last week. You're not going to just run the ball 60 times and beat the Chiefs. Obviously, with that train of thought, I thought Mahomes would be in. And it's like playing the Golden State Warriors when they were rolling. If you trade three for two, you ain't gonna win. The numbers not gonna add up. I, I think uh, I just don't. I, I just don't think they would be able to generate enough offense against Josh Allen and this Buffalo team. And and two, let's not let's not get away from the fact that this Buffalo defense only gave up three points to the Baltimore Ravens. G. After we saw the Ravens run through and over all the teams leading up into that point, so I did. I, I believe it would be too much to overcome, and that's why. You pay Pat Mahomes a half a billion dollars to play quarterback because (laughs) in these situations when you may be outmatched, he can obviously lift you up over the top of that. So it's just hard for me to believe that, but it was hard for me to believe Cleveland would beat Pittsburgh too after their tumultuous week and trying to get ready for their game. So anything is possible. I just think it would be a a tall, tall feat. The numbers I'm 
I'm with you. The, the numbers I'm getting from Caesars right now, they list it as a pick because they don't know who's going to play. If Mahomes, if it yeah. looks like he can play, the projections I'm getting is it would be Kansas City minus four. If he cannot play, I'm getting Buffalo minus three. So he's worth a touchdown, and, and frankly, he feels like he's worth a lot more than that. Uh, let me get one, one more thing from you, big fella, before I have to run. Uh, the Deshaun Watson thing, you touched on it. What are you? What is your sense of the situation with Deshaun Watson? Why is this happening, and where is it going to go? Gee, number one, Deshaun need to get there. Hell out of there. That's number one. Number two is this is not just about the hiring process. This is not an isolated situation. This is about DeAndre Hopkins being traded. This is about a lot of the stuff that transpired in the franchise with the late owner while Deshaun was the quarterback there. This is about J.J. Watt telling Deshaun we wasted a season, and that was strictly a shot at the front office. Um, this this is more than just you didn't interview Eric Bieniemy, you didn't involve me or take my input on the decision um, as far as the hiring process goes. Just get my insight. This is this is long before all of that. So that's the context I want people to hold this in, as opposed to just thinking this is one isolated situation that Deshaun got mad about and now he's ready to go and leave. This is a number of situations, a number of incidents where the Houston Texans have made poor decisions from a personnel standpoint and also who they hire and fire. Rick Smith did a tremendous job. This was a playoff team with Rick Smith as the general manager, and they let him go in an unconventional fashion after the success he had had. And now Deshaun is just to that point. And we saw it. We saw Andre, We saw Dre Johnson speak out. We saw DeAndre Hopkins finally say his piece about it. And now we just getting this is the this is the backbreaker. This is the quarterback now finally saying yeah, it's been a number of these situations that I've not said anything about. I signed the contract with the idea that we would have a better rapport moving forward and, and, and let alone get the money that I rightfully deserve based on my play. It's just a bad situation, but it ain't just started with this, G, bottom line. Exactly right. We, we, we spent a lot of time blaming Bill O'Brien, and that's not to suggest he didn't make some mis- big mistakes, but blaming yeah. Bill O'Brien for things that, that may have gone well beyond him. I got to run. Marcus, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for everything, and, and we'll talk soon. All right, my brother. See you in the morning. That's Greeny with Marcus Spears. Real quick, want to talk about what Drew Brees means to people in South Louisiana. I think Marcus Spears, very eloquent. I always tell people, whenever they ask about the Saints and being from New Orleans and what it means to me, it's more of a religious experience than just football. People down here understand, of course, the Dolphins and all of our sports teams. Love them, love them, love them. But you have to understand, after Katrina, a lot of us in New Orleans felt as though the city might become the first city in America to just disappear. We really, really thought New Orleans may just go away. A lot of people moving away. A lot of people didn't want to come back that had left. Drew Brees came to town. And not only did he try to rebuild it, but he stayed when he could have gone. He was a free agent. He said, I'm staying here. I want to do this. And it gave a lot of people faith. And a lot of people who didn't know, and a lot of people who had left said, you know what? I'm staying in New Orleans, or I'm going back to my home in New Orleans, and I am going to make this city great. And with that, not only did the city rise, the team started to rise. And it was kind of like a parallel. As the team rose, the city rose, and then the culmination of it all was winning that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl gave us the feeling New Orleans is back, and we're going to be okay, and we're going to be great, and we are great. So really, when you think about it, people say it's just a game, and it is just a game, but sometimes it's a little bit more. And Drew Brees gave that not only to a city, not only to an organization, but to every individual there. 
And that right there makes him one of the greatest of all time. And I'm not just talking about football players. I'm talking about people. That's enough about Drew Breezes. I am Dan Day. Thank you for joining me. Remember, you can get the download for the podcast or website, wqam.com. You can hit me up on social media at Dan Day Radio. I'll direct you in the right direction, the radio.com app for absolutely free or wherever you get your podcasts. And let's do it again tomorrow right here, 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.